Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. Welcome back to the Audience Converter Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Whitecamp, podcaster, copywriter, and marketing strategist. My next guest is a really nice guy and thought leader. Doug Sandler was named one of the top 50 thought leaders to follow on Twitter by the International Customer Management Institute and wrote the number one ranked Amazon bestseller, Nice Guys Finish First. He's the founder of Turnkey Podcast Company, providing podcast production, editing, and launch services, and the host of the Turnkey Podcast. He knows what it takes to use podcasting as a way to scale your business, as he's grown his first podcast, The Nice Guys on Business, to over 3 million downloads. He's also a huge fan of Ford Mustangs, the very early versions, so that's kind of very interesting as well. Doug Sandler, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Kimberly, so excited. New podcast. How cool is that for you? It's super exciting, right? The, this is my, my second podcast, listeners, in case you haven't heard, I, I host another one as well on Strictly Copywriting. And this is my first one. And all, it's all about you know talking with the people who have struggled to build their business and how they found that one thing that's going to help them scale and grow to the type of business they want to have. And I'm, I'm super excited to be sharing with you all. Oh my gosh. Well, you, you know my life story of the struggle. Man, the struggle is real. <laughs> the struggle is real. In fact, that is going to be my very first question. I know you're here to talk about podcasting and how it's a great way to scale your business, but tell me a little bit about before you discovered the amazing world of podcasting, what, what were your struggles in growing your business and in, in getting everything in place? Yeah, and I appreciate the question. Back in 2013, I reinvented my career. I spent 30 years as an entertainer and pivoting my career from entertainer to professional speaker was really a huge struggle for me. I, and I think that it's not a struggle that is uncommon to those that are changing businesses. You go from something you're really comfortable and familiar with to something you're not familiar with. And then you forget all of those things that you did to grow that 30-year-plus business or that 20-year business or whatever it is that, you, that you're leaving. And there is a lot of marketing. There is a lot of uh, promotion. There's a lot of new things when it comes to just operations and systems that you just didn't realize or I didn't realize at the time that I was going to have to relearn all that stuff. Now, I didn't go into it blindly, but I did go into it with a thought that, well, maybe some of this stuff, other than just the skill set that I have for building a business, would transfer. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, were you wrong. Oh, man, that sounds so interesting. You know, a lot of people out there, they, they have an idea for a business, right? And they're ready to go all in. But maybe they're coming from an employee position, or maybe they've, as you said, you know, they're transitioning or are going into a completely new business. And you kind of forget, right, all the different things that you've already put into it. And you're like, what? I have to start over? I don't want to start over. So here on the Audience Converter Podcast, we're all about scaling your business to create the right community and to be able to help more people in the world with what you do. And you know, with all those struggles, podcasting is a great way to build that community. So can you tell me a little bit more about how you got into podcasting and how you use it as a marketing and content machine? Sure. So let me just give you a, a, the 30 second background and then I'll, and I'll lead into how podcasting has really helped with our performance. But when I reinvented in 2013, I started doing some professional speaking and I, and I ended up hiring a speaking coach who ended up turning me over to a book coach because it was known that I needed to have a book in order to be a, a popular speaker. And the book did really well, but I really didn't have a way to promote it out of the gate. So I thought maybe we'd start in 2015 
a friend of mine, Strickland Bonner, and I started this program called The Nice Guys on Business, which was really the same brand as Nice Guys Finish First, the name of my, the name of my book. And we discovered through podcasting that there really is an effective tool in our hands to promote without putting some big dollars behind hiring a publicist or hiring a publisher or, or bringing in a PR company. And although it did take about 17 or 18 months, somewhere in there, to really gain some traction, it was an, a hugely effective tool in, uh, in promoting my brand of the nice guys and, and the book as well. It ended up that we left the professional speaking and writing business and, and went into the podcasting business because it was such a great platform to promote. And we had other people that were hopping on board with us to say, hey, can, you've done it for yourself. Can you teach me how to do the same thing? And I was making more from my pajamas in front of my computer and a microphone than I was traveling around the country and, and speaking for a pretty good fee. Wow. So, you know, you, you got started doing one thing and then it led to another and it led to another and then it finally led to podcasting, which, you know, it, it kind of seems to be the way, right? You know, you've got so many different marketing avenues out there and you just have to find the right one that works for you. And as you said, it took about 17 or 18 months for it to really start working, but then it was doing even better than what you were had been doing before. So, you know, it seems kind of like it's a lot of work and it's really complex. How easy is it to get started with podcasting? Well, the podcasting world is pretty easy to get into. If you have a, a few hundred dollars and a microphone, you can you can put together a, a podcast. The the challenge is that you know it's kind of like in my old business, I was a DJ. It's kind of like anybody that has an iPhone now thinks that they're a DJ. It's not just about having the skill set or the equipment to do it. It's having the systems in place. And honestly, that's really why it took us seventeen or eighteen months to build into that first client because we had no system. We didn't follow a proven path that somebody had laid out before us. So we created that system. And for me, for somebody to hop into podcasting today, I would never tell them it would take them 17 or 18 months because, or two years because for the most part, people don't have that kind of patience any longer. So uh, yeah, so we put together a system that actually can really fast track your ability to to take, your, to take your business to the next level. And all of that revolves completely around the marketing of the podcast and exactly your goals for podcasting and, and how you get into it and why you get into it as well. So uh, that kind of started the entire process for us. I, I so agree. You know, having a system, having a way to kind of know what to do next is such a huge key when you're talking about any kind of marketing initiative and when you're talking about how to run your business, right? Because when you sit down and you know you need to do something and you're like, but I'm not sure what the next step is, it just becomes so much harder to, to put forth the effort and the time to put that in. So uh, talking a little bit about, you know, the system, you mentioned having, you needed to have a goal. So if somebody is wanting to start a podcast for their business, what kind of goals should they be considering if they're going to start a podcast? So the first thing that we do when we actually bring in a new client, uh, even when I have that discovery call, let's call it that first call, even before they're a client, I kind of get them into the position or the frame of mind to understand why they're getting into the podcasting space to start with. And generally, it breaks down into one of three categories. Are you doing it to build influence? Are you doing it to build your community or grow your community? Or are you doing it to build a bank account, meaning make money from the show, monetize your show? Somewhere in there, there is a prioritization of those three things. Based upon the answer to that question, we design a system that we already have in place for each one of these three. We work on a system so that people can say, okay, I want to build money, so here is my approach. Or no, I want to build influence. All right, here's my approach. Or we want to build community. And there's a slightly different approach to each one of those three things. And we approach 
the methodology of getting into podcasting based upon one of those three goals. So a really important thing that you said there is that you have to start with your goal in mind before doing anything. And that is true of any new initiative that you're going to start out with, right? If you say, oh, I've heard about XYZ method, I'm going to try it because everyone says it works well, but you don't know what you want to get from it, it's really hard for you to even decide if it's going to work for you because you need to know what your goals are before you get started, which is really important for scaling anything, right? If you've got your goal that's pie in the sky and it's not something that's it's five steps away, it's going to be really difficult to reach that. So you talked a little bit about, you know, there's building community, there's building influence, and then there's making money. So how do you make money podcasting? So there's a handful of ways that you can make money podcasting. And we, again, we fine tune that once we decide, okay, making money is really my priority when it comes to it. And money is not a four letter word. You know, we live in this capitalist society where we need to make money to do things like pay our bills. And so- Oh, so overrated. (laughs) So overrated. Yeah, exactly. So for us, we really do want to start to really burrow down into why somebody wants, or if you do want to make money, how do you want to make money? So do you want to make it through advertising and sponsorship? Do you want to make it through selling your services to your community that you're growing? Do you, want to, do you want to make it through affiliate relationships that you have? Do you want to make it through turning guests into clients? Do you want to make it through donations? Generally, if you put that into a big basket, they're similar to the what are your goals for podcasting, there is a goal in mind for, okay, what approach am I going to take? And each one of them has you know, positives and negatives, pros and cons. And you know, for example, if I were to say that making money through sponsorship and, and, um, and advertising is the way I want to go, just know that you have to have a community in order to do that because people that are going to pay for the advertising are not going to want to advertise on a show, maybe that's brand new, unless they're going to underwrite the entire show for you. So each one of those five has a slightly different approach that you need to take as well. Absolutely. And, you know, again, talking about goal setting, talking about having a process in place, both are such an important part of any any new initiative you use to try and grow and scale your business. And, you know, I'd like to talk a little bit about how you can use the audience that you have, right? You're talking about you need to have a community if you want to go after a particular type of monetization method. But, you know, how, how can you can really make that connection with your community through your podcast? So there's a few different ways that you can make a connection with your community. And one of them is pretty simple. It's just through the, the outreach from your show to your audience and getting them to take action. So a single call to action might be something like go to my website, take this quiz or, or get this free download or do something. So that's a good way for you to at least get a one-way direction of information out to your community to get them to give you a one-way piece of information or take action back to you. The more effective way, though, is directly on social media. You know, you have the ability, like we recently started doing this with our Turnkey podcast. We started to do not only group coaching calls, but then started to offer that to a broader podcast community by taking it to our our Facebook group or Facebook page in that particular case, our business page. And so while we're doing these group coaching calls directly for our clients, we're letting the community of podcasters through our Facebook page actually tune into these live coaching calls. Now, they don't get to participate and ask questions because that's just for our clients, but they can sit in and see some stuff that we have going on. That's just a creative or maybe not too creative any longer. It's probably more mainstream, but creative for an old guy like me to be able to do that. The other thing that you can do is simply just on social media, make sure you're connecting. If you don't want to get caught up in all the technology and how how do I do Facebook Live with, uh, you know, with Zoom and how, do I need a webinar account, all of that, just listen, engage your community through social media and create a, 
a little bit of steam through your show by saying, you know, let's communicate on social media. Here is my, it's at DJ Doug is, or whatever it is, is my, you know, handle. Just communicate with me that way. And that way we can get direct information from you, ideas that you might have for the show, guests that you might have for the show, marketing plans that you might have from the show, for the show. So many different ways that you can create. So engagement is the key when you're doing podcasting because you don't want to use it as a broadcasting tool. You want to use it as a two-way communication tool. I, I love what you were saying there about engagement being so important because when talking about anything about growing a community and converting an audience, engagement is so important, right? So many of us are like, oh, there's all these new tools with automation and X, Y, and Z. And we kind of forget that, you know, we're talking to real people and those people want to hear from us as well. So being able to spend just a little time interacting uh, on social media or interacting, you know, with a Facebook Live or something like that, which also kind of ties into the idea of you need to have more than one thing going, right? It's really important to have what I like to call the marketing mix, more than one thing at a time, because nothing exists, you know, in a silo, right? Nothing is by itself anymore, especially when talking about online marketing. Yep. I totally, totally agree. Couldn't, couldn't possibly agree with you any more than I do. And I really stress to my team that it's important not to just be on Instagram with a, an audiogram message or not be on Facebook Live or, you know, hey, live events are a great way to promote the business and market the business as well. There, you have to take a, I would say that if you have two ideas, <laughs> that's better than one, but I'm talking like five, six, seven, ten ideas, 10 different approaches to doing it. And then test them all. Like I think we talked about this before we hit record is that you have to be able to test and you can't be married to any specific idea that, oh, I love this. This is really going to be the one. I don't know that there is a, the one because you're going to have people that are going to tune in, for example, to Facebook that are never going to hop onto a Zoom call or they're going to communicate in 280 characters or, or less on Twitter and they're not going to want to interact in a group on, um, you know, on LinkedIn, for example. So there is no one way and you can't be married to that, to that one way. If you think you, you are going to do it that way, then, then please, please start thinking about other possibilities as well. Absolutely. And one of the things that you've brought up a really great point, right? Your audience may be in different areas and you need to be able to create something for where your audience actually is, right? So if your audience would never spend the time to go to use a professional social networking site like LinkedIn, then there's no point in you uh, spending all of your time there. But if your audience is split or if you're not sure where your audience is, you know, spend a little bit of time on a couple of different options. And as you said, right, testing is everything and don't get married to one idea. You may feel that the best way to promote your podcast is to only put it out on Twitter, but you don't get anything. Well, then try another one. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And again, I think that it is really just a matter of continuing to test, refine. Things come out all the time. New stuff happens in social media, in marketing, in, in, uh, you know, in the way that you're doing your, your marketing approach. And I would say just be open to the possibility that there is a better, bigger, uh, more refined way to, uh, to market your products. So talking about marketing and talking about podcasting and how they work together, what kind of results have your, uh, have your clients seen or how, you know, if I start a podcast tomorrow, which uh, is kind of what's happening here, right? Mm -hmm, yep, yep. <laughs> if, I, if I start a podcast <laughs> tomorrow and I want to use it as a, as a marketing tool for my business, you know, what kind of uh, results or what's a, what's a good metric for me to look for? 
Well, I would say the challenging metric, let me start with that first. The challenging metric to look for is downloads. Downloads really don't tell you a lot about, I mean, it might show you the growth, uh, you know, if you look at, you know, the key performance indicators like, uh, okay, what day of the week am I, is, this, is this podcast coming out? How many downloads did I get that day? Did I get more on the next week? Did I get more on the next week? That's always a good indicator if you're trending upwards, very positive if you're able to do that. But the challenge with using downloads is that if you have a marketing program or a marketing podcast and you're comparing that to a general business podcast, you may get a, significant, a significantly less amount of downloads with that kind of program than a general business program because you have a, a much smaller market. So when, when you look at, okay, I'm, I'll show you mine, you show me yours. If I say, okay, I have 3 million downloads and that's great to have 3 million downloads, but there are business podcasts that have tens of millions of downloads but there are some marketing or, you know, that Ford Mustang program you mentioned at the beginning, I may only get three or 400 downloads per episode. And I've been doing that for many, many months now, but it's a much smaller, a much smaller market. So downloads aren't necessarily the metric that you want to look at. You want to look at your results and you have to go back to your goals so that you can measure your results. If your goal was for making money, let's say, and you further refine that into turning guests into clients, well, you can look at it and say, okay, I've had eight guests that have come on my show. Two of them have become clients. So you obviously have gone, if, you, if you've done, you know, you've done, what is, what's the uh, 25%? My math is horrible. So you know, you've gone 25% in closing. I would say that that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good uh, you know, a way to, to measure. If, however, your idea is I want to grow my community or I want to grow my Facebook followers or I want to grow my Facebook group, you can just look at that number and see how many new people have joined your Facebook group. Or you could look at the percentages of people that actually respond to a single call to action on your show. So there's a bunch of really small key performance indicators and analytics that you can look at to determine if you are being successful at your, at your goals. And again, you have to look at what are your goals. If it's to make money and you've had no money come in the door, then I would say, okay, we need to you know, back up and start refining and looking at that guest list a little bit closer. If it's, I want to grow my community, it may be how large or how big has your, has your Facebook community or your new Facebook group grown. If it's to build influence, you may want to look at, well, how many influencers have I had on my show? Because the best way for you to become an influencer is for you to associate with other influencers. So I would say, put money and community aside and just build your show's ego by having people that are known in your industry as influencers, have them on your show and you become guilty by association. The more you hang out with influencers, the more of an influencer you become. So again, you have to really look at you know, what you're doing as your goals to determine whether you've been successful at them. Absolutely. And I love what you were saying about how there's the metric everyone thinks about, which is downloads. But then there's the, the metrics that really matter. They may be a smaller number, they may be easier or harder to track, but those are the really important ones. And it all goes back to setting clear goals, having an idea of what success is going to look like for you, and then implementing it and seeing how it works, which is, you know, the key to any any great new marketing initiative, any new way to try and figure out if you can scale your business with a new tool. It's setting those clear goals and then, you know, implementing, testing and seeing what works. So we've talked about how easy it is to get into podcasting, how you can use podcasting as a marketing tool, how can you can use it to build community, build influence or to increase your bank account. I love the way you phrase that. Do you have any last thoughts? We're almost out of time here. So do you have any last thoughts about, you know, podcasting, getting into podcasting and, and how it can be a great way to scale your business? So I think I said, I might've said this 
this to you when we um, when we were taking the class together, the Launch Your Podcast program. It's and I, and I stress this to anybody that goes through coaching with me and starts a podcast. And I, I really encourage those that are looking at getting into podcasting as a way to market their businesses. Don't let perfect be the enemy of done. Everybody's waiting to have their perfect course put together and to understand how to create their welcome episode and having the perfect logo in place to do it and understanding their exact message and understanding their offer and understanding their market. And I would say, yeah, those are all good things and you will get to refine those and understand what you have in your hands and in front of you. But too many people delay the process of whether they get started at a marketing program, uh, developing a product or a podcast, do not let perfect be the enemy of done. I love that. Don't let perfect be the enemy of done. So Doug, if people want to learn more about you and what you do and how you can help them start their own podcast, where should they go? Yeah, I'd love it if you head over to our website, which is turnkeypodcast.com forward slash DIY. You can browse around the site, but the DIY slash, so turnkeypodcast.com forward slash DIY will tell you all about the do-it-yourself launch in a weekend program that we uh, that we have in place. And you don't even need my help in order to do this. It's just so simple. It's nine steps to effectively start or to start a podcast to make an effective bang in your market. So that would be a good place to go. Thank you so much, Doug, for being on the show. And remember, all of the links that we have mentioned here today will be in the show notes. So if you want to learn more about Turnkey Podcasts or want to follow Doug for some really interesting stuff that he shares on Twitter, all of that will be in the show notes. Doug, thank you so much for joining us on the Audience Converter Podcast. Thanks, Kimberly, and best of success to you in building your, uh, building your audience. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.